Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and today's episode is going to be a short one and I'm going to call it a bonus episode because I've got something much better for you this week but this was just on my mind and I wanted to share it with you guys. I shared it with my email list yesterday. If you are not on that free email list, make sure you go into the show notes now and uh, and join up. It is free. I send out my best content from Monday to Friday every single week and you've probably guessed from the, the name of today's podcast that I'm going to be sharing with you my top five glute exercises. Now, when it comes to training glutes, I am a huge advocate of this. And the reason for that is because in the past, I didn't do enough of it. And I see in society, I see with clients that come in and see me, regardless of whether they're just general population, whether they're you know elite athletes some of the time, or whether they're amateur athletes, just everyone in general, I think does not put enough focus on their glutes, whether they're underactive, whether they're, you know, whether they're weak glutes, um, whether their mobility and their posture is not allowing them to use their glutes efficiently. I think that a lot of problems that we have in regards to performance, um, athletic performance, whether it be lower back pain, um, you know, poor posture, poor mobility, I think all of this can be improved and helped. And once we can improve that mobility and once we can get our pelvis in a position to actually use our glutes, there are a number of exercises that I like to stick to um, to really improve that strength in that area. Now, if you haven't heard the episode I did um, on this podcast with Brett Contreras uh, late last year, go back and have a listen to that one. I might even put the link in the show notes for you guys to listen to it. Um, Brett, if you don't know who he is, he's known as the glute guy. Um, so he definitely knows what he's talking about in regards to glute training. But he went over the characteristics, the good and bad characteristics of glute training. And that was something that uh, that really helped me a lot with the programming for my clients and for myself. Um, but when it does come to certain exercises, there are, you know, there's five, I guess, that I like to gravitate towards more than others. And I'm going to share those with you today and also share with you why um, I tend to enjoy those those exercises. So as I said, it's going to be a short episode. If you get some value from it or if you agree with, uh, with what I'm saying in regards to these exercises or if you've got some more that you'd like to add to the list, feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it up on your Instagram story. I'd love to, to hear your feedback um, and I'm enjoying the feedback I'm getting through Instagram stories lately. It's been really cool. Um, as I mentioned, this is just a bonus episode, so there's going to be more coming this week, and uh, I'm sure you guys are going to love it. I've got, actually got a past guest on the show. Um, we almost had a bit of a demand for a, a part two episode, so we're going to do that this week, but let's get stuck straight into these five exercises now. And The first one I'm going to go over is the sumo deadlift. Now, obviously, when it comes to deadlifting, we have a range of different varieties that we can, we can use, I guess. Um, Romanian deadlift, which a lot of people like to class as a deadlift, um, obviously it is, as the name would suggest, but I don't usually typically pair it with the other deadlifts, such as conventional sumo and trap bar deads. I think Romanian deadlift should be just done kind of almost as a staple exercise um, on top of your other deadlift variations, but... What I'm talking about now is a sumo deadlift. So if you're not aware of what that is, I've actually got a full demonstration of how to set up and perform a sumo deadlift on my IGTV and YouTube. So make sure you go and check that out if you don't know or if you haven't seen that video before or you're just not comfortable with the exercise. But you know, a wide stance, almost uncomfortably wide. Um, and I prefer this over the conventional and the trap bar 
purely because of the hip position. So because your feet are outside shoulder width and and rotated out, so we're getting uh, we're getting abduction of the hip. I think that's such a good way to activate the glutes and really almost force your glutes to work. Now the cues that I'm really getting people to go over with this lift always is you know obviously with the upper body we've got the arms locked, so long arms. Hips are starting just above 90 degrees. Now with the feet, they're rotated out, but I'm telling my clients and telling anyone really to think about trying to push the floor apart. So automatically that's going to start to activate the glutes and really fire them up before you've even pulled the weight from the floor. Now the movement itself, obviously um, a deadlift movement, a hip hinge, but what I try and tell everyone is think of it as a hip thrust. So your hips are just above 90 degrees and instead of making the movement like a squat, We want to make it like a hip thrust. So you're just pulling your hips into the bar or pulling them against the bar, driving those hips forward and finishing with your pelvis tucked under. Now, something that's really important with with all these exercises that I'm going to mention today is your start and finish position. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with and don't get right in the gym just from what I've seen um, from firsthand experience. And that is having a neutral pelvis at the start and finish of the exercise. Now, what I mean by that is tucking your pelvis under. So think belly button in towards the spine, and that's a cue that I give my clients over and over and over again. If you ever train with me, then you would have heard me say it one million times. But belly button in towards the spine, keeping that pelvis tucked under, and that's going to make sure that you can actually use your glutes effectively at the top and bottom of every single rep. Because if you're finishing with your pelvis in anterior tilt, then you're not going to be using your glutes um, in the most effective way possible. So that's that's exercise number one. I'm a huge, huge fan of sumo deadlifts. I used to do a lot of conventional and trap bar. And as much as I love those exercises, um, the sumo has been a game changer for me. So that's at the top of the list uh, for me. Exercise number two is a barbell box squat. Now, it can be a goblet squat, um, you know, holding the weight at the front, but I tend to find that that targets a lot more of the quads um, and obviously you get a lot of core there. So I've been loving the barbell box squat um, and I always get asked, how come I use the box and what's the benefit over using a box compared to just squatting to, you know, below parallel or ask the grass, as people like to say. And for me, I just find that, one, the depth is consistent with a box squat. So you're always going to be squatting to the same height if you're using the same height box. That just That's just logical. That's a logical reason there. Um, with the stance, I like to go outside shoulder width. I think most people squat too narrow with their stance. So I'm not as wide as a sumo deadlift, obviously, um, but my foot position is outside shoulder width and feet are slightly rotated out, uh, rotated out. Now, again, that's that hip abduction. So you're already getting some form of glute activation before you started the exercise. Now, the cues that I'm repeating over and over and over again is just hips back, knees out, and keeping the chin down. And I probably should, should have mentioned this before with the with the pelvis position that a lot of people with squats and deadlifts like to look up. Now, coaches are going to tell you different things, but in my opinion, if you're looking up and your eyes are up, your chin's up in the air, your chest is open, then you're getting way too much overextension through your lower back. Now, that's going to take away from the glute activation. It's going to put a lot more load and pressure through your lower back. It's going to make it really hard for you to squat and deadlift properly, even lunge properly and use your glutes effectively. So for me, I'm telling everybody on lunges, squats, deadlifts, everything is to keep that chin down. So imagine you've got a tennis ball between your chest and chin, trying to keep it down to maintain that neutral spine neutral pelvis and really allow your glutes to take over so with that squat it's almost like a hinge so people are trying to stay way too upright on the squat all that's going to do is put load through your lower back and put a lot of tension on your knees and quads obviously we're getting a lot of quad activation on a squat already um, but allow yourself to sit back don't be afraid of letting your chest kind of come forward a little bit as long as that bar path from the side is straight up and down we're going to be good to go now 
Again, I'm telling people to try and spread the floor with their feet. So trying to activate those glutes. So hips back, knees out, spread the floor, finish with your glutes on at the top. And when I say glutes on at the top, what I mean is every time you get to the top of the rep, you're squeezing those glutes and tucking your pelvis under and squeezing them as tight as possible. Do not rush. There's no need to rush through these exercises. Get the most out of every single rep. We want this, we want every rep to look and feel exactly the same. We're going to get the most out of every single rep we do on every single set. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. Okay, so that is exercise number two. And obviously, we can add in things like um, you know resistance bands or glute bands above the knees or even just below the knees on, um, on the squat as well to increase that activation of the glutes, which a lot of people like to do. Um, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But when we talk about progressive overload and getting stronger, it's going to be very hard if you're adding that resistance as well. Exercise number three is a barbell hip thrust, and obviously we can use other pieces of equipment. We can, we've can we got hip thrust machines now in certain gyms, um, which are very hard to find. I actually saw one today up here in Sydney, which is quite cool. Um, we can obviously use plates, dumbbells, whatever you want to use as resistance for the hip thrust or body weight. Again, adding in resistance bands are a great way to add um, that tension on the glutes and more load to the glutes while you do this exercise and to teach you to force your knees out um, which is a really important part of the hip thrust. Again, I've actually done a video on the barbell hip thrust on how to set up where your back should be in relation to the box, where the bar should be, where your shoulders and chin position should be. So where your head, I actually try and get people to round their upper body, um, keep that pelvis almost in posterior tilt to make sure that you're using the glutes and not overextending through the lower back, which is a problem that most people have with the hip thrust. Um, so that video is on my IGTV, so feel free to go and check that out. And if you don't know what IGTV is, it's just on my Instagram um, profile page. You'll see the little um, the little icon there that says IGTV, so go and check that one out. Um, and with the hip thrust, there's plenty of things that we can do. We can go split stance to make it more single leg and put the focus on one side. We can rotate our feet in. We can rotate them out. We can have them straight. We can bring them further away from the body, which is going to put more tension on the hamstrings. We can bring them closer, which will put more on the quads and the glutes. So there's a number of different things that we can do there to change the stimulus of, of, uh, of the hip thrust and change where we're feeling it in the glutes and feel it in different parts. And it's one of my staple exercises now and something that I really enjoy putting in my program and my clients' programs. Um, you know, I definitely do think it does help with squats and deadlifts as well. There's that carryover effect there. And for most of my clients, um, they really enjoy it. And they, it's, it's an exercise that they can feel their glutes working. I like to throw in things like isometric holds at the end of each set um, not each set sorry but sometimes at the end of the last set um, can add in drop sets where we're reducing the weight and just doing a heap of reps we can go off time we can go off reps there's a number of different ways to change it up but that's exercise number three that i'm a massive fan of number four is the bulgarian split squat now i hate this exercise it's fucking shit to do but it is an extremely, extremely effective exercise to target the glute, especially unilateral. So trying to get rid of muscle imbalances um, and also to help with core strength. We can hold two dumbbells. We can use a barbell. You can hold kettlebells. You can hold one kettlebell or dumbbell um, on the same side as the front leg is forward or the opposite side to get more core work. There's a number of different things we can do. 
Um, I think one of the important parts of this split squat is making sure that your front foot is far enough forward to keep the tension and the load through the glute and the quad um, and not through the knee joint. A lot of people on any lunge variation um, find too much load through the knee and that's because they're not stepping far enough forward. So the weight should be through the front heel. Um, pelvis should be tucked right back and upper body slightly forward. So you're leaning your chest forward a little bit, almost like the bottom position of a sprint. Now, when you think about running, you never run straight up with your chest right up in the air. Well, you shouldn't be anyway. Whereas when you're down in that slight leaning forward position, the 45 degree forward lean, then that's when you're going to be in the most effective position um, to really utilize that, that front glute. With the back foot, you want to relax it. So a lot of people go up on their toes and all that's doing is activating through the QL, so through the lower back, through the glute, even on the opposite side, which is not what we want, through the quad, through the calf. So I try and flatten that foot out as much as you can and try and just relax your back leg as much as you possibly can and put all the load through the front foot now, as well as being, uh, you know, as Bulgarian split squat being one of my favorites i think a lot of lunge variations can be beneficial whether it be walking lunges reverse lunge static lunge you know split squats on the spot forward lunges whatever they may be lunge variations are fantastic for the glutes and it's definitely a staple movement that i like to keep in my my program my clients programs um, especially if someone's got a muscle imbalance um, they again they're very fucking hard exercise um, and require a lot of oxygen and uh, expend a lot of energy get the heart rate right up so they're a great um, tool to use in your workout not only for strength but also conditioning um, one of my favorite conditioning sessions actually is to do walking lunges just with body weight for 400 meters so around an oval it is very tough um, you expend a lot of energy and you'll be absolutely cooked but especially if you're doing a body weight you shouldn't pull up two sores so it's a great way to expend energy and also get a bit of strength work at the same time now exercise number five there's a few different ones i could have put in here but one that i'm really liking lately is the 45 degree plate loaded leg press now foot position on here what i find most effective is either out really wide with your feet rotated out like a squat um, and also adding in a resistance band for this one to add some extra tension or having your feet right together so pretty much touching right at the top of the plate and that's going to give you a big stretch through the top of the hamstrings and the bottom of the glutes so you're targeting different areas of the glutes depending on which foot position you use there um, but that that can be extremely effective and even doing like the split stance leg press like I do sometimes which if you follow my Instagram um, on my Instagram story I, a lot of time I get clients to do the split stance hip thrust with a barbell to get some single leg work without letting the hips rotate too much um, that's a another foot position you can use on the leg press to target the glute which I find really effective but the leg press is a great way to overload um, to take any pressure off the spine through the lower back upper back and also get a lot of load through the legs um, and, and increase that overall volume and progressive overload so that is exercise number five so they're my five kind of go-to's for glute strength hypertrophy even endurance um, but really helping to strengthen that part of your body and keep in mind that the other part of the equation is the mobility okay so making sure your hip flexors are, are loose making sure your tfls are loose and um, and you're working on that overall mobility even through the ankles um, ankle joints as well so if you want some ideas on different exercises and and drills that you can do to increase your hip mobility again on igtv um, i have my full lower body warm-up on there if you want to go and check that one out that's something that i do before every lower body workout but hopefully you've enjoyed um, today's short episode and this is just again like i said is an email i sent out yesterday and something i thought you guys might benefit from so if you have or if you've got anything you'd like to add to this or if you just want to share this with your friends i would really really um, appreciate that so take a screenshot and post it up on your instagram story hope you're having a fantastic day fantastic week and i do thank you for tuning in today 
If you haven't subscribed to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast already, then I don't know what you're waiting for. Please do hit that button and uh, leave a a review or a rating of the podcast if you have enjoyed it, guys. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in, and I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.